Hello, hello, my Let's Keep It Real people. I have a special treat. I was originally going to put this on my positive power lady, but since we're talking about money, I think everyone, everyone could learn a new tip or trick about spending money, saving money, especially around the holiday season, right? Some of us tend to overspend, maybe not quite in our means. We max out our credit cards and sometimes we spend out of obligation. I wanted to put this segment in just in case the last week before the holidays to remind you, spend because you want to spend. Spend because you know you can afford it and it's your holiday budget. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you spend on others. That's just one way, a small way of showing somebody you're thinking of them or you appreciate them. I know me. It's in the little things people do for me every day or the phone call or the gesture, just knowing they have my back. There's so many things you can do or they make you something. There's so many ways to let someone know you care and think about them. So make sure you're doing it because you really want to. Now, this episode is not just about this. It is about how can you ask for the money you deserve? How can you save money no matter what the amount is and feel abundant? So I know you're going to love this. She's really great and it's fun too. And as always, I really appreciate you sharing this, liking it, rating. It does make a huge difference. And thanks for my clients, my corporate individual clients. It's growing, baby. It's growing all to you. Enjoy the holidays. Toodles. This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Well, hello, hello, my positive power ladies. This is a real treat, Malena Prinzi. And bam, is she a positive power lady. I cannot wait for you to meet her. Before I bring her on, let me tell you a little bit about her. And she's going to talk about something none of us care about. Money, right? Nobody out there? None of our ladies care about money? Nah, we got that down. But just in case you don't, let me tell you a little bit about Melena. She was born in Colombia. She arrived in New York City in June 2000, and 21 years later, she calls New York City her home. She raised two daughters in the concrete jungle while working full-time as a print digital editor and a financial professional. Yes, financial professional. Malena's, I love this, constant desire to learn and grow has allowed her to take different paths. Curiosity is one of the main attributes of her personality, and she never settles for the traditional way. She always, she always has been an outsider in her professional and personal life, but that's her most outstanding character. Welcome, Elena. How are you? I'm great, Sandy. Thank you for having me here with the Positive Power Ladies. I'm very, <laughs> very excited to be here. So, how's New York? We all want to know, how's New York doing? What's going on there? Are people out moving and shaking more? What's the deal? New York is back for everybody, including us here in New York, who thought, oh my God, if this is what, what 
going to take New York down. 9-11 didn't take it down. Is it going to be the global pandemic? It, New York is back. It's bounced back. I'm so excited for New York because I live in the suburbs of Philly and I used to go like at least every other month to New York, but I have not been there since COVID. So I am like tickle pink to come back there and see what's going on. And I bet you, it's, it, you know, some things closed, but other things open just like everything else. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, well, for you, you are probably not going to feel so much of a difference. Uh, but for us, um, I stayed throughout the pandemic in the city mm. and it was really weird to see, you know, here you are in a Saturday afternoon uh, in Soho, which normally will be like, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people. Like yeah, you're walking yeah. and it almost feel like you are in a concert. You know, it's the, like people are just bumping and it will be completely empty. Like oh, all oh. the stores shut down, no one walking around. It was really like very culture shocking. Yeah, yeah. What, like one of those movies, like the apocalypse, you know what I mean? You go out and you're like, ah! Where is everybody? Did it feel like that? It felt like that. And if you drove, like you took one of the bridges, the Washington Bridge, or, you know, you were going to Jersey or even to Philly. And suddenly it's just you and your car alone in the road crossing the bridge. It just really felt like the end of the world movies. Yeah. It's like no yeah. one, people were not around except, you know, people were here because at 7 p.m. Everybody came out, make some noise and you know hit whatever they have noisemakers pots mm. pans to celebrate the um the frontline workers yeah and yeah. then you heard the noise and you are like okay everybody's here it's just everybody's in their apartment mm -mm -mm. i heard about that and i thought that must have been so powerful yeah it was it was really yeah. powerful to see and then um i live right on broadway so it gets oh do you I do, and it's very, very noisy. So you might hear a couple of sirens and things, you know, it's all good. Um, <laughs> we're good, so we're good. Was... I know New York. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it was really shocking because it was absolutely no traffic, zero traffic, only ambulances. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's all yeah. you heard. That's Oof. all you saw. And Oof. that was very shocking. And then a lot of police activity, people, you know, you were allowed to go outside only for exercising purposes, older people, and oh. if you went grocery shopping or to the uh, to go to the pharmacy, that's it. You know, other people just going around for errands, they weren't allowed to go and people didn't go out either. You know, I'm so happy, Melaine, that I'm talking to you today on the other side of it. I mean, I know we still have a long way to go and there's a lot of stuff still going on, but at least we're moving in the right direction. We are. We are. We definitely are. And you know, most of the people I know, you're one of the few, very few that I know of friends and acquaintances that stayed in New York. So many I know went to California or Florida. Yep. A lot of people left. Uh, we stayed and actually it was fine. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. it was yeah. really fine. Uh, people in my building uh, left. A lot of people left and gave up their places, gave up their apartments. And now they are trying to come back. And, you know, I'm sure you know that the housing market, the rent market is crazy. It's the highest it's ever been. Wow. And these people are trying to come back to get their apartments. And they are like tripling prices. Because <gasps> it's a huge oh. demand now. So mm -hmm. I never thought of that. So if, yeah. you didn't, if you didn't own it, if you owned it mm -hmm. and you leased it, they, you know, you're good to go. You know what I mean? You can come yeah, back. Yeah, you're in. fine. 
Yeah, but if you're trying to now rent something, you could be in big doo-doo. Big trouble. Uh, and, you know, New York City is, is a rental market. It's something like 80% of the people in New York, they rent. And mm, I did not you know, know that. I'm learning all yeah. this stuff, Lynn. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, New York City is a rental market. And a lot of these people are able to 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 stay in their apartments long term because you know they have something called rent stabilized. Maybe they, they it's an apartment that their grandparents had, their parents, and then they get it for a fraction of the price. It's never like market value, it's like a yeah. fraction, a couple hundred dollars. And they are able to stay here where a lot of these people left and gave up the apartments. They said, you know, uh, it's not happening. They they got a house, rented somewhere else, Jersey, uh, you know, Long Island. They left. And now they came back to try to claim the apartments. Well, the apartments went to market. And now oh. they are. At, but the market price for the apartments is something like a, almost like 30% above value. So, they, for example, if they were paying something like $600 for a rent because it was stabilized, yeah, now yeah. that same apartment is probably $8,000 a month. What? $6,000 a month. Hoochie mama. Holy moly. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. And a lot of people, you know, you, you see they are trying to make some some cases, you know, it's like a case by case. Can they, But, you know, people are people came back and it's not in the best interest for the landlord to rent this apartment for 600 when they can get 6,000 and they have a line of people wanting Wanting to get that, you know? So, Oh my, oh my, my, I'm thinking of people right now that I know young people who left and I don't blame them. You know what I mean? I understand it, you know, and they had somewhere else to go or they moved in back in with their families. I know a lot that moved in with their families and now they have jobs in New York. What are they going to do? There's no way they can afford that. Mm-hmm. There is no way. And uh, I know some of the jobs are allowing people to stay remote until the end of the year. Oh. But most of the jobs are, are asking for employees to come back in person. Mm. So at some point, they might be able to make a case for something maybe by January. But... Uh, my guess is that February, a hundred percent of the of the jobs are gonna have hundred percent capacity in person at offices. Well, Elena, I am so happy that I got to talk to you about this because we've had no one who has been there the whole time give us an insight of what it's been like. So I really, really appreciate this, and I had no idea. I guess some of my other listeners would about how it went from rent controlled like 600 to 6,000. I was not aware of that. And I also wasn't aware that 80% rent in New York. Yeah, it's definitely a rental market. Oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my. I I just wonder what they're going to do. But like you said, it's supply and demand. So if if the landlord Mm -hmm. can get that money, they're going to get it, Mm -hmm. right? And you said there's people waiting in line for those apartments. Yeah. It's, uh, it has completely bounced back. Mm. Um, actually, in the news, it was yesterday over the weekend. It's always like the New York Times will have, you know, their section about it's always like couple places, a big open house and it's high demand. Well, it was something like a tiny little place, nothing very special about it. It was like by Central Park West and mm-hmm. it had something like 
a thousand people sign up within 24 hours to this open house and then people showed up which is completely allowed yeah. and it was like over 3,000 people in line to <gasps> see this very unassuming apartment but it was priced down you know which is i guess it's a technique most realtors do all the yeah. time they price yeah. something down get the people in get to see it and then the whole um negotiations um, um battle for uh, the bidding war starts, but yeah, it was crazy, and it was completely unassuming place. It didn't have like a great view or anything. It was just a good location, but mm. you know, a regular yeah. apartment. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, so a couple more things about New York. When you are out there now, you said it's back. It doesn't feel like it's just as crowded because I know when I go in there and I go to like the Times Square area, I go to all the very crowded areas. Is it that packed with people? It is. It is very crowded. Uh, we wow. have tourists now. New York is open. It's been open actually yeah. for like um, several months. Definitely in the summertime, you felt the presence. If you take the subway, it's crowded. Yeah. All public transportation is crowded. When, where you'll see a little bit of a difference is the commercial space. Uh, there is a lot of um, shops that close. And, you know, remember, like you walk, you are able to work neighborhoods and couple of blocks. And then it's like a store next to a bar. You know, it's all very crowded and packed. Now you see a lot of empty spaces. I, I, I could see that. Yeah, that makes sense because they didn't make it. Yeah, they didn't make it. Sadly, they didn't make it. And uh, so now you see a lot of those empty spaces, which is the reason why the landlords, on the other hand, who also own those rental um, commercial spaces, are not sacrificing with the rent. Yeah. Because somehow they need to make, you know, meet their quota for the year. So, so yeah, that's a little tricky, but you'll see that. You'll see a lot of empty uh, leasing uh, yeah. commercial space. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited to come in. I really am. I just can't wait. I'm just going to like be one of those tourists who just twirls around in the streets. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just love it. So you arrived there from Columbia 20 years mm -hmm. ago or 21 years ago. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's true. Man, I mean, like, from Columbia right into smack, right into New York City? I need to know more. Why? How? What was the purpose? Tell me details. So um, so I was in Colombia and I was working, um, you know, at the time I was working in film. Uh, I was, um, you know, journalism, but film journalism in an in a international film festival. And then um, as I was working, I got the opportunity to come here to do an internship um, with a company here. Okay. And they sponsored me to do the visa, you know. And then after uh, the job was done, which was like six months, uh, they say, hey, do you want to stay? If you stay, we can help you, sponsor you to become a citizen and do all that process. And I say, yes, because I really, I fell in love with New York right away. I really yeah. love it. At the beginning, I was lost, getting lost everywhere. And I was afraid because, you know, New Yorkers have such a bad reputation for being unfriendly. Mm. Uh, but I'm telling you, I was getting lost. My English wasn't that great at the time. Um, so, which is, was another reason for me to come here. So I could go to um, enroll myself in some English classes. And 
and do all that. Uh, but I got lost. People were very friendly. People helped me. I found my way. And as I discovered these new places, I loved the subway. Like, I fell in love with the subway. I'm like, this is amazing. You can get anywhere you want to go without driving because I hated driving. So I, I love that freedom that the city, yeah. the, that the public transportation here gave you. And it was very safe. Like, but, you know, in Colombia, where I'm from, people said that it's public transportation, but not many people take it. And oh. it's not that safe. Like, it's not that, you know, you don't feel like super comfortable taking yeah. public transportation at night, for example, or early in the morning. Yeah. Because yeah. not many people are on it. But here, I love that. So uh, I <laughs> Wait a minute. Know. Just hold on <laughs> there. Just, just so you know, Melina, I think a lot of people are saying, oh, my, how bad was it if you think New York is safe? And by the way, I agree with you. I always felt New Yorkers were friendly to me. You know, and I got lost walking around. I have the same exact experience. But and I take the subways everywhere. I don't care morning, night. But I know a lot of people are scared you know, and they hear yeah. all these horror stories, but it's like everywhere else. They're just highlighting those. I'm so glad that you are saying they're safe. Yeah, they are. They are completely safe. I'm sure <laughs> there are some things that happen. Of course. Uh, to, be, to be honest, in 21 years being here, nothing had happened to me. I yeah. never had a bad experience. And Good. I take it too, day, night. Good. It's always people. It's crowded. And, you know, and people are always walking around. Like, even yeah. when you're taking the train... Uh, after midnight, 1 a.m. or something, and you are like, oh, my God, now, okay, the train is crowded, but my walk, I have, like, three blocks to go to my apartment. There is always someone walking. There is always someone walking the dog. There is always people coming and going, so you are never, like, completely alone. I like that very much um, about New York. Okay, so do you still have family in Colombia? Yes, my whole family is there. Do you go and visit a lot? Like, how often can you get back there? I go once a year in the summertime. Yeah. Oh. I go. Yeah. And what is your favorite? I've never been there. So tell me your favorite thing. So I am, you know, Colombia is like a super diverse uh, country. It has all the climates and it has all, you know, all seasons, all climate and people are different elevations. So each city, you know, like region has a different elevation. People are very diverse. They look very different from each other. I'm from the part of the country which is uh, on the Caribbean side. So we have oceans. There are other people mm. like the capital city, Bogota. They are on a plateau. They have no ocean. People, you know, the, the weather is cold. Where I am, it's like 100 degrees and 100% humidity all year long. Whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa. I know. It's very intense. Uh, but... Uh, it's it's great. Uh, people are really nice and friendly. The food is fantastic. I mm. love like seafood, so seafood is great, and it's very safe where I'm from. Like back in the nineties, where it used to be all the trouble, and in the early two thousands, uh, in my region because of the weather, uh, nothing really happened there. Nothing grows there. Uh, there is no fighting going over there because we have no mountains we have no jungle mm. so it's all very flat it's just ocean so very very safe yeah um and friendly you know like people are very very nice and kind ah so have your any of your family members visited you in new york city 
yeah, they come. I I'm the youngest uh, brother and sister, and they my mom, um, my father. I don't have my dad passed away when I was uh, 13 years old, mm. but um, yeah, they come and visit uh, every year. I have a visitor. Either my sister yeah. comes or my mom comes or my brother comes, uh, and then I go every summer. And what do they think? They, um, it's funny because <laughs> my my sister, my sister loves like my sister loves New York. She always want to come. Sometimes she even comes like twice or three times a year because she's a doctor and she loves coming here to do a lot of the like um, seminars and things for. She's a pediatric pulmonologist, and they oh. have you know in New York, uh, Mount Sinai is like the uh, Mount Sinai Hospital is like the center for. Mm-hmm. Uh, pul- pulmonology like in the world yeah. so she comes a lot for seminars and things and she loves New York however she's she always tends to do the same things and you know she's very she's very like traditional and 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 she's she's not that adventurous so yeah she, yeah yeah she would love to live here but I always joke around I said if you live here you probably will go to the same places every single day, eat the same food at the same restaurant every day, you know. Yeah, She's not adventurous at all, but she loves it. Yeah. But what about your brother? My brother does too. He, sometimes he found it it a little overwhelming sometimes. Yeah, He definitely doesn't like to go like to the touristy areas. He likes to go, but probably early morning or probably in the evening but it's not so crowded yeah yeah he, that's um, a lot of people yeah so he's um the, he's not fond of the crowds but if we yeah. stay like in my neighborhood and and just do more local things he likes that well Malena, it sounds like you are in the thick of it you are in the heart of all the hustle and bustle in new york and i'm so happy happy to hear that it's really shifted. I'm so happy. Thank you. I, now you've got me more excited to come <laughs> in December. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's dive into some of this. Uh, and I really appreciate you sharing some of your journey because that's exciting. And it's exciting to hear that, you know, you came here 21 years ago for a job or an internship and you never left. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Never left. It's crazy. So that definitely loves it. All right, so let's talk about what you say, don't put the money under the mattress, you know, stop, Mm. you know, and start investing like a man. What, what do you mean like that? Do you think most women don't invest the same way like men? Yeah, sadly, we are traditionalists when it comes to many things, but especially when it comes to our money on investments. And that is a reason why the whole industry, finance industry caters to men is like by men, for men, and to these days, like probably like less than ten percent of females in the finance industry Oof. in twenty twenty one. You know, it's a male dominated industry. You know, the rules were created like back at the beginning of, you know, the era of Wall Street. These laws are very old and they just don't like change. So they tend to go after males. And mm. And there is reasons for it. Um, and the main reason probably will be um, the different approach. You know, like men tend to be a little more risk takers mm-hmm. when it comes to finances, when it comes to managing their money. 
I think it comes from that safety that they know that they can always get a job and they mm. know that they can always uh, get a promotion. And if they are not value, if they don't feel like they are value in a company, a man always negotiates and a man always jumps around to another position. I believe that for females, it's not that easy. Yeah. You know, um, we tend to sit longer in our jobs. We tend to protect our things like our retirement accounts. You know, we, we, we see the whole picture yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, of a package. Uh, men don't. For them, it's the salary and the investment component that comes. But if they get a better, um, you know, option out there, they are not going to wait a year. You know, like as some of us women will say, well, I'm going to sit in this job at least for a year or for two years, for three years, because it looks good on my resume. Men don't think that way. They are like, I, I'm getting more money over there. I'm going. Yeah. So they under the mattress mentality when it comes to investments and money and growing, um, you know, what we have, they don't have it as much as we do. Mm. You know, because it comes with, it's not just, let me just take the risk. Is we consider the whole, the whole picture before we take those risks. Yeah. And yeah. that's the reason why, you know, we rely on money under the mattress, meaning a savings account. You know, all my clients and I ask, do you have savings? Yes, they all do. And where do you keep your savings? A savings account. Yeah. A savings account. <laughs> I, uh, I, I get it. You know, while my male clients, I'm like, do you have savings? Yes. Where do you have? You're saying, oh, I have this stock. I have these bonds. I have these uh, money market accounts. I have these, uh, you know, life insurance, uh, cash value life insurance. I have these annuities. Like they are out there. They are trying different products. All about return on investment. Uh, compounding interest. It's all about how can I make my money work for me? For us, it's like I just wanted to have it there when I need it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like we play it safer, right? We play it safer. We do. We do. We definitely do. So what do you think we should do? How should we shift it? I mean, because there's one extreme to the other. It is. And and it's funny because um, I always say, you know, it's uh, overnight people are not going to change their nature, right? So overnight, you are not going to be, you're going to not stop being a safe investor to be a risk taker. It doesn't happen. But people need to know, women need to know out there that there are some ways to invest uh, your money, have it grow, have it, have your money, make some money for yourself through safe investments, which are equally safe as having the money on your savings account, it's all back mm. guarantee with insurance, everything, but your money is going to be growing in a savings account, depending on the kind of bank that you are banking with, you might, the most you could get is like 0.4%, you know, as yeah. an interest. Yeah. And then, and then you grow it. But then are things like a cash value life insurance, for example, where you can get up to like 10% a month. Because it can be 5% dividends, 5% interest, and then you have your money there safe. So whenever you need it, you can have access to it. But in the meantime, it's also growing for you. So um, it's not like in a savings account, we deposit $100. At the end of that year, we're probably going to have $102. If you have it in this other type of account, 
that hundred dollars will grow into like perhaps three hundred or four hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And it's equally safe. You know, it's all equally safe investments. You know, I think it's really important that there's somebody like you that women trust. You have to trust somebody, right? And let Mm -hmm. them help and guide you to make the right decision for you and your money. Yes. And that's been a very important factor. And that's one of the reasons why women are not tend not to be so present in the investment and money markets. Because we want to work with somebody who understands us and with someone who who we can see ourselves reflected in. Yeah. Because it's such a male-dominated industry. They don't get us. You know, it, that's what it comes, the, that's what it comes, um, the, mis, the misconnect, because uh, it's very hard for a woman. I see it with my colleagues, too, the way that they talk, you know, they have that language, which is very salty and very crazy, and they talk very fast. I'm like, if I will be a client, on the other hand, I, I will never go with this guy, you know, because yeah. I, I don't, I don't yeah. do that. Yeah. So, uh. But for a man, you know, that works yeah. because the client that they are talking, it might be a guy who is equally with that energy and just want to get something done really quickly and see the return really fast. We are not like that. Yeah. We yeah. need to know the path more. You know, I, I, I am 100% on board, even with the people that I've used throughout the years. I'm so much more comfortable with a businesswoman, you know, and that I know that she not only is helping me with my money, but that she managed hers, you know, in a great way. Maybe not always, you know, a lot of them that I've worked with, they made a lot of mistakes and they learned from that. And that's why they got into the industry to help other women. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Every time I'm with a female client, uh, the first thing she asks me is like, what do you have? What do you do? What do you do? And I am transparent. I show them. I share yeah. my screen. And yep. I said, these are my accounts. This is what I have. This is what I do. Yeah. And then they ask, do you think I should be doing the same? And most of the times the answer is yes. But everybody has a different situation. Yeah. And yeah. everybody is very unique. Uh, a safe answer is like, yes, because the, the reason is, you know, we fight something, the inflation. We fight something like uh, in January is going to be the new tax increase. These are things that are out of our control. Yeah. Uh, our salaries don't, you know, they don't rise as fast to keep up with these changes. You know, I don't know anybody who has gotten a letter in the mail saying like, oh, because there is a new tax increase kicking in January 1st, 2022, we are raising your salary up this percentage <laughs> so so you can match the tax increase, right? That did, did it happen to you? It didn't happen to me. So, uh, you know, that doesn't happen. So we have the inflation, we have the tax increase, uh, you know, things that, that are out of our control and our money doesn't keep up. It really doesn't keep up. So we need to find ways where we can um, make decisions where we can grow that money that we have, yeah. that paycheck. We can stretch it and grow it so we can keep up with our cost of living and the inflation and the new pricing and everything that is going to come up the new year. 
Oh, you know, I, I feel as if a big part of it, actually, I just was talking to somebody a few months ago that was saying that a lot of times, I'm not saying men don't have this, but women don't want to talk about their money, even with a financial investor or advisor, because they're embarrassed that's what they've made or that's all they did. Like they finally said, oh crap, I should be investing. I haven't. And they don't even want to share it with someone who knows the industry because they're embarrassed. I don't know if you've ever had people tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And melt men too. Men too. Oh, men too. Uh, yeah. men, men do too because uh, there is all this unconscious bias, right, that goes into it. So you, you assume, oh, you are a man. You've been doing this. You've been working this many years. You should have more. You know, and they compete with each other. With women, uh, it's true. Uh, one of the things that I do whenever I have a client, you know, everything I first say, you know, there are no fees involved in this whole planning. Uh, it's all completely confidential as if you're talking to a doctor of, or a lawyer. And the numbers that you are comfortable sharing are the numbers that you're comfortable sharing. It doesn't have to be your actual number because not everybody is comfortable. Mm. And, and I said, you know, there are questions, right? You want to get as close as possible of what the real situation is. But if you're not comfortable, you don't have to. You don't have to say it. You know, there are different ways to approach um, when it comes to um, getting these financial products. You can base them on the need. So you can say, uh, listen, I need to have this X amount of money by the end of the year because A, I'm paying for my kids' college, B, I'm getting married, C, I, I think I'm going to get a new apartment, D, you know, everybody yeah. has different reasons, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. going on my big vacation or some other people can make it based on a budget and say, I have X amounts of dollars that I can invest in my financial products a month. What can I get with that? And that way they don't have to reveal their whole portfolio if they don't want to. You know, so it's like I always make sure that the power is on the client. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You, you know, Milena, this subject of money could be a whole nother series. And I'm so glad that I decided to bring you on because I haven't had any guests because I think right now this is so needed, especially when you said like with the tax changes and people feeling like, oh, I better just keep my money under the mattress. I so get that because they're like, I don't trust this stuff. You know, I don't know who to go to. And mm -hmm. I do think, like you said, it's important that you really feel good about the person that you're with and that you know that they have your best interest at heart. Because I know I've heard other people say, oh, I went with this, you know, so-and-so company and I found that they were just selling me products because they were getting a higher percentage on that. I'm sure you're familiar mm -hmm. with that. Yes, 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 it's definitely. And and you'll see, um, um, for everybody who's listening, um, trust your instinct. The moment you have that first, like, two minutes in a conversation with a financial advisor, rep, you know, whoever is this person, you know if there is chemistry or not. Yeah. And trust your gut. You know, if you feel like, oh, this person is just everything that he or she is saying is wrong, it's just I don't agree, hang up the phone. 
There yeah. is no, yep. there is yep. no harm in that. And find, you know, look for somebody else. You know, really, you know, within a few minutes. It's yeah. like anything, right? When we're going to a job interview, we know if we connect or we don't. Yeah. And nobody has to 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 work with anybody where you're feeling like like it's like a a used car salesman, you know, like he's yeah. pushing yeah. this car yeah. even yeah. though you know is it's terrible. Yeah. So um, definitely, uh, as I said, the power is always on the client, and the client chooses whether they work with the person or not. I love that. All right, let's move into this. I think this is a big one. And I love the way you say the opposite of what I think. You're, you're like, understand your worth. Got it, got it. And believe in the power of a salary negotiation. Okie dokie. But instead of saying expect yes, you say expect no, but always ask and never stop asking. Tell me more. Well, yeah. And this is one of those things, um, you know, all over the years I have, work with so many financial coaches and life coaches and I feel like that is always the same message right it's almost instead of you attending these seminars or webinars whatever instead of you feeling empowered living you feel like you like you failed you're like oh if all it took was for me to ask and I will have gotten a yes why didn't I do it but then you go and ask and they tell you no so I always say <laughs> no because that's the most common answer gotcha gotcha but never stop asking because you know when we are in our jobs we get all these reviews we get some some companies will get like semi-annual reviews you get a review with your line manager you get a review with hr at the end of the day you have to put your goals for the next year if you are consistent and you always ask that you need a salary increase and know like the percentage like if you can narrow it down to the cent how much you need they eventually will give in and if not, then you know, and then you can just move on. Love you it. don't want to be wasting your it. time in a, in a place where you, you have like a, a dead end. You know, we want to grow professionally, but the finance should be attached to that growth. Yeah. And it should be for something that it makes. I remember being in companies where they gave us, you know, a salary increase of 3% every year. And they felt like that was enough for the female employees. However, I have some male employees who will just go and say, you know, knock the door to the line manager and say something like, hey, I need $10,000 more a year, and they somehow will make it work for them. Yeah, yeah. I saw that happening many times. But for mm. the women, it was like, okay, great, let's get you on that path. But first, <laughs> you need to do, be doing this, this, and that. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. you want to pick up a weekend shift. Maybe, you know, like it yeah. was all these oh, yeah. conditions, and you never got that increase either. Yeah, yeah. So expect no, but never stop asking. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, getting back to the, your uh, point that you made at the beginning with the male knowing, hey, I'm going for it, and this is what I need, and if not, I can switch jobs or go here and there. The mm -hmm. women, I think are more willing to accept that answer because they're thinking, oh goodness, where am I going, right? So they more or less yeah. say, oh, you're right, you're on the right path and they accept it and they stay longer right where they are. Yeah, we tend to do that a lot. Mm. Uh, we, we tend to settle 
That's mm. something that we do in the workplace. We tend to settle. And the truth is that we have other things in our minds. You know, we tend to have families to become, uh, you know, mothers, to take care of our parents, you know, of our siblings. We do other things that I'm not, I don't want to say we all do and men don't do it, but yeah, they yeah. tend to be more on their own and think more on their own personal growth versus us. We think of our, you know, community. Like we are, we are never like lone rangers. You know, we always have someone that we are thinking about it. Yeah. And as when it comes to clients, you know, one of the things that I do when I meet new clients, uh, I go through what we call a fact finding. And it's a little, you know, it's a simple questionnaire. And one of the questions that I really focus on is, it said something like, how many dependents do you have? And sometimes um, some of my colleagues will say something, why are you asking this to this girl? You know, she's only 25 years old. And the answer is, women, we tend to have at least one dependent. If it's not, it's not necessarily have to be a child, but it yeah, could be yeah, your yeah. mother, yeah. your sister, your father. Uh, there is someone, your mentor, there is always someone that we tend to take care of. When I ask that question to my male clients, the answer is almost all the time, no one. <laughs> no one. If they, are, if they are single, no one. Yeah. And then when they are married, they say, well, I I have a wife, but she works. So no one, you know, it's it's a different mentality. It's just, you know, we're different. We definitely are different. (laughs) It's very enlightening. Like there's things you kind of know in the back of your head, but you're bringing it to light, Melania. You're bringing it to light. And you only can have change once you're aware of it, right? You have to be aware of it. Exactly. To have change. Exactly. All right. Let's get this last one in. Become bonus savvy. Find ways mm-hmm. to grow the extra income through safe investments. Tell us more. Tell us more. Yeah. So bonuses. It is known that women in the workplace, we don't get as many or we don't qualify. We don't qualify for bonuses as much as men do. One of the reasons for that is that the bonus is tied to high executive positions. And as we know, there is not that many women in high executive positions. Therefore, they don't qualify for a bonus. Therefore, there is no bonuses. Male, you know, the moment you are probably like uh, you hit that director or like VP, SVP, you hit this position, there is always bonuses. And not only one, like many coming your way. But because, you know, women, we, we don't have those positions. And sometimes for women, we have to compete. The bonuses are not guaranteed. Like we need to compete to get those bonuses. But if you are in a position, like the industry that I was before, which was editorial media, we don't get bonuses because it's not tied to sales. So it's like you have to create these opportunities for yourself because they are not given, they are not handed out to you. And that's one the extra income uh, portion of it comes because you could all, almost consider those gains that you have through your personal investment as your bonus. Meaning it's that extra cash that you are not, you know, it's not part of your paycheck. You are not have it already like designated to pay this and this and that. It's an extra cash that you have there that you can use for extra investing. You know, a lot of my male clients, 
when we do that fact finding exercise um, that I mentioned, mm-hmm. they are they are um, reaching out and wanting to get these products because they have a bonus, because they got a gotcha. bonus, or they have a bonus coming up. They are not using their paycheck for it. They have this extra disposable income, which we call it. Yep, I understand. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not compromised already. So because a lot of women, we are not in those positions where we can get this disposable income, these bonuses. We have to almost like create it for us through self-safe investments. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Oh, Elena, I could talk to you for hours about likewise <laughs> about your home about new york about your business your family i, I actually positive power ladies i know you know this i went longer because i wanted to get so much in melena <laughs> i think we're gonna have to bring you live do you want to go live with us on a hey i got something to say oh we love to yeah, i enjoy I this we'll, so much yeah i think once we uh wrap this up we will schedule this But before we go, a couple things. Number one, people out there, yes, I know I've been saying I was going to do it and I put it off, but I will be taking on more individual clients and corporate clients. So you can reach out to me on my website, Sandy Joy Weston. And more importantly, before we go, I want to hear where we can find you. How can they get all your information and work with you, Melina? Tell more. You can find me uh, in our website, which is um, milenaprinzi.nm.com. That NM stands for Northwestern Mutual, which is the company that I work for. This is, my personal, this is my personal website. You can contact me. As I mentioned before, there is no fees involved in the whole financial planning. I would love to hear from everyone. Uh, schedule some time with me and we go over, we build these, everything that we talk about it, it can be done and it's never as expensive as we think it is. Never. It's, it's cheaper than sometimes a meal that we go in a restaurant. Certain like restaurants in New York City, yeah, a lot of these packages are cheaper than a meal. So uh, that's where you can find me, milenaprincy.nm.com uh, and my phone number, um, email everything is listed there cool so i'm available cool beans all right my positive power ladies as always i so appreciate you listening and sharing and rating and i know you're going to want to pass this baby around also from the bottom of my heart i wanted to thank thank you to all the women who sent me in their money questions, because that is what made this easy for me to bring on Melena, because the questions they had about what to do with their money is everything that she answered. So thank you for sending in those questions. And you know what I'm going to say until next time. Toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.